We have one question for all of the I'm going to listen to a podcast to help me fall asleep people. That includes me. Are you struggling to get some shut-eye? If you answered yes, hey, guess what? You're in luck because we have a great tip for how you can zonk out more easily. Mattress Firm, America's neighborhood mattress store, that's what they say, Let your budget stretch further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. They're more than just mattress experts over there at Mattress Firm. They have the whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed. Huh? Mattress into a bed. From adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. Awesome pronunciation. Again, Mattress Firm has you covered literally and figuratively. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right now. Mattress Firm even offers you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120-night low-price guarantee so you know you've paid the correct price. Again, go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to learn how your sleeping could be monumentally improved. My guest today is Russ Frushtick from Polygon.com. I'm Dave Tack from Polygon.com. We're going to talk about Sea of Thieves. You are listening to Polygon's Quality Control. this whole thing in pirate voices yeah that sounds like a blast perfect all right you start okay (laughs) this is actually my pirate voice so oh all right cool this is this is mine too Mm. so sea of thieves uh russ the uh the i think highly anticipated uh game from rare is uh is out yeah it's you say highly anticipated it's a weird thing because i think a lot of people were excited about it but also had no effing clue like what kind of (laughs) game this like how it was even a game like every yeah. time they'd show it, you're like, you would watch it and you'd be like, is this okay? That's pretty cool. But is this a game or do you yeah. just like bum around the ocean? And now we know the truth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get to that. Uh, so, so that's sort of the thing, right? Like, I mean, in part, this is, uh, I mean, I know it's cross platform with Windows and Xbox One, but this is kind of the biggest release for Xbox One in a long time. Yes. Right. Like. Exclusive, I would say, like, exclusive console release, 100%. Yes, it's it's yeah. a big deal. So there's a lot riding on the game, is what I'm saying. Yes, I totally agree. And uh, we've played a bunch, like, starting back in the beta, which, frankly, wasn't <laughs> all that different, if no, different at I, all, right. from the game that shipped. And uh, I think the way to say it is that Sea of Thieves, the experience of playing the game is sort of has two phases um one is the beginning five seven ten hours something like that yes um and where you're learning i the think game 10 and I'm, so- I'm gonna be honest i think 10 is generous okay i think the beginning phase is probably three or four hours which is to say as you were saying learning the game and seeing some of the things that are in the game which is to say everything in the game <laughs> <laughs> right uh and and then like when you've sort of if not mastered it you're not bumbling around figuring out how to sail anymore mm-hmm. that's when um well i think uh both of our opinions sort of shifted yeah right so let's talk about that beginning okay because because no hyperbole the first three hours of playing sea of thieves thieves are, is outrageously cool like super freaking awesome it totally blew me away the um just visually it's an astoundingly beautiful game like 
no one has done waves or water simulation better than Sea of Thieves does. It's not even close. Like it's, yeah, I can't stop taking screenshots yeah. of the water just to have them and can't stop myself from commenting on the water to everybody who's playing. Absolutely. It's really quite incredible. And then you uh, team up with some friends and you go on a boat and you're like, I don't know how to sail this boat. And you slowly learn and someone's working the sails and someone's steering and someone's shouting out, hey, there's a rock on the left side and hey, watch out. And it really is like a thrilling, super exciting, awesome. Like I get why this game was made in those first three hours. It makes perfect sense to me how just like overwhelming, overwhelmingly cohesive that first three hours is and how yeah. like satisfying it is they it it nails dave you and i have talked about this before the the struggle a lot of developers have is nailing cooperation without like yeah. having people like constantly grief you and they designed a game where everyone needs to do their job and each job is interesting in its own way and if everyone does their job everyone wins out and it's a really amazing amazing experience Right. It's it's sort of that thing. I, I think developers ha over the years have talked about it a lot. So it is a sort of undercurrent when people are making a game that is online. And like one way you can go is the like, I don't know, Halo Call of Duty mold, right? Yeah. Where it is just straight up competitive and like the, you know, be, be practice a lot, play a lot, you can win, stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's the sort of, it's not exactly a backlash or a repudiation of that, but there's the other idea where it's like, well, you don't have to be antagonistic right. with other people if you're playing online. So can we make a game that is online but incentivizes cooperation? And when you're playing, I mean, I think the best way, it's not the only way because you can play single player. Sure. But like clearly the best way to play Sea of Thieves is with other people. Yes, 100%. I would say I think you. it's, it's playing single player, and I've done it a little bit is cute it's like cute like okay i'm doing all the jobs and it's cute <laughs> but the game was not designed for that it's like no. a quirk that you can even pull it off um it it's it's just not super fun it's meant to be played with other people yeah and and in that respect i think the game succeeds like there i mean it is a pirate game yes as you wrote in your review you do piratey things it's a pirate simulator and um Part of that is, well, you know, you're on an ocean that looks like an ocean and you're sailing a ship that sails like a ship and you have to account for steering and wind and, you know, your destination and, and everybody works together. And that's a ton of fun. Um, and then there's also the other piratey part, because it would be kind of absurd to make a pirate game where if you wanted to, well, you know, to pre to prevent somebody from doing right that. it'd be weird if you couldn't mess with other pirates on the seas like that's that seems <laughs> right. outrageous to have a pirate game that wouldn't have that um right. and, and that's there too and and similar to mm. the that first three hours experience the first time you interact with another player on the ocean is awesome and thrilling <laughs> and super amazing it's really like you get excited and you're yelling at your teammates and they're gaining on you. And it's, it's just like a super tense moment. Dave, you and I, when we were playing had this great <laughs> moment where um, we had a ton of gold in, in uh -huh. the bottom of our ship, a ton of treasure. And um, I think it was just two guys uh, came up on our four man vessel 
and gained an incredible speed. And one of them managed to leap onto our ship. And um, suddenly we were getting bombarded by the other ship because the cannon, you know, mm-hmm. they were just unloading yes. the cannons on us. This and, is my arch nemesis, hit 80s music. Yes, hit 80s music indeed. And the and we realized that the guy who had boarded us yanked our anchor. So our anchor brilliant. got dropped. So we were just dead in the water and there was no way to raise the anchor without getting killed by this guy. Uh, and it was it was like a, an amazing experience. It was frustrating because obviously we lost everything and we all sort of rage quit immediately thereafter. But I think the first time you have that moment of like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It, it, it is. It's it's like a really thrilling, exciting, like infinite possibilities kind of experience that you have. And then it sort of just keeps happening the same sort of way over and over again. Mm. And and that's. I mean, I don't know if we're ready or whether we want to start segueing into part B of Sea of Thieves. Well, yeah, that's sort of where it takes the turn. Like the way I think about it in my head is this is a game about cooperation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes cooperation is you all work together to sail a ship, find a treasure, collect some chickens, whatever. And sometimes cooperation is uh, if you so choose, like you're going to really role play a pirate and sail around and try and cooperate to beat other people up sure and they're both cooperation but one and like they can both lead to kind of amazing moments but the latter i don't know it it feels like the weight of the game or the spirit of the game is more the former than the latter yeah especially if you are a casual player and you're not like reading like wiki forums on like the best Mm -hmm. ways to broadside a galleon um you will (laughs) continuously just get trounced by people on the seas and like we were we were playing um you know i think a day early before the most people were on so Mm -hmm. it's not like it was the hardest of the hardcore necessarily it was just like uh, some press people and whatever and it um you know we were we were getting rocked pretty good um and it begins to feel pretty redundant um being on the on the receiving end certainly but even on the on the attacking end it does feel because everyone is limited to the same loadout and the same two ships and like there aren't other like you can't add cannons you can't add you know they've talked mm-hmm. about adding a grappling hook eventually but it's not in the game right now so until that stuff gets added like everyone's working with the same stuff and there's going to be a limit to the number of ways that you can really attack a ship effectively yeah. so it does sort of come into this like redundant like haven't i done this before and even if i have like there's no upside really to do piracy apart from trolling other people you don't earn rep you could theoretically steal their gold but you have no idea how much gold they have they could have nothing and you just wasted all these resources and all your time so it does sort of feel like okay well is it even worth doing it at that point um and that sort of segues into the rest of the game where the same exact issue exists, with, which is to say the first time you get a treasure map uh, and you find the island where the treasure's on and you and you follow the map and you're like, okay, it's next to a tree and like west on the west side of the island and you narrow it down and you stick your shovel into the ground and you hit a thunk to hear the treasure. You're like, oh, that's amazing. I found treasure yeah. and I'm going to bring it back and I'm going to turn it in. And then the 16th time that you've done basically that same mission in a, on a different island, it begins to lose some of its luster. Yeah. 
because that is we should talk about sort of the flow of the game. Sure. Right. The the idea is um, the sort of carrot they dangle out in front of you is is reputation. And there and are gold. three. And, well, yes. And gold. Yes. Obviously. Of course. Uh, yeah. I don't know. why I didn't mention that. Um, <laughs> the but, you know, and the idea is there's these three trading companies um, that give you missions. Yeah. And completing those missions um, is is the way to get both reputation and gold. Reputation um, uh, allows you to unlock more uh, items to buy, but they're all cosmetic, right? You can buy a golden shovel or a golden gun or whatever. Yeah, you can. And obviously, the gold is the way to, to purchase. Right, that exactly. As well. That's an important note. There is no way to upgrade, increase your power in this game. The minute you start the game, you are as powerful as you will be. 100 hours into the game it's all just visual customization upgrades for your character that you're working towards and that you know i i have to say on like from a from thirty thousand feet above just looking down i i like the idea that it is more casual than hardcore yes in in that sense right like it's no big deal you made this point at, at at some point as we were playing over this week that like it's a way to get around uh, people playing with keyboard and and mouse on Xbox or on a PC and a controller on Xbox. Like you don't have to worry about sick headshots right. and stuff because that's not what this game is. Right. It also like I get the rationale of like not having this building, you know, becoming a more powerful pirate because it there's you don't have that moment of like oh my buddy is level twenty and I'm level three so I can't do anything with them. That never happens in Sea of Thieves. Yeah. There's even even if someone is in the like legendary mission tier level, you can still go on missions with them and be as effective as they are because there's no increase in power. And that's pretty cool. But, but I would say, I think a lot of people, myself included, there are limits to how much, like how excited you could really be about a new coat or a new sale or a new whatever. And once you have the things that you like, you sort of just stick with it and then you're, you're good. Uh, you know, other games have done purely cosmetic stuff, games like PUBG, games like Overwatch or, um, you know, Fortnite, certainly. Um, and I think those games have cosmetics, and but they're not really what you're working towards. It's more about getting better at the game and, and the gameplay and stuff like that. And the cosmetics are like a nice little bonus. And here it feels like they're trying to make the cosmetics like the driving instigator for you playing mm-hmm. more. Um, and it's, it's not really much of an instigator for me. Like it just isn't much of a motivator. Um, right. Yeah. It, it's, it is not exactly the same, but it falls into a category I have in my mind of the, what I guess I would call the no man's sky problem, which is at a certain point, like there is a, a, an exciting and interesting and, and thrilling opening. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you sort of see through the matrix and you realize that you're on a loop, right? I dare say that's more of a matrix problem than a No Man's Sky problem. Oh, oh, I see. I see. (laughs) It is like the movie The Matrix. (laughs) Oh, I see. That's where that comes from. Yeah. The movie. (laughs) But you're right. Uh You see it. Like you um, you get to understand that. Oh, the missions that I'm doing are not really handcrafted missions. They're basically uh-huh. an Excel spreadsheet where it's like, <laughs> instead of this island, you're going to find treasure on this island. Or instead of this chicken, you're going to collect this chicken. 
um, you know, Bethesda gets a lot of crap for for doing this in some of their games, games like Skyrim and Fallout 4. Fallout 4 in particular had a meme all about the fact that every time you'd go back to the base, Preston Garvey would talk to you and be like, hey, this sanctuary is under attack. And everyone would roll their eyes and be like, yeah, right. Who cares? Preston Garvey, that's just going to keep happening. And here, Sea of Thieves, every mission you do feels like a Preston Garvey mission, which is a which is a drag. Like it's a, it's a bummer, yeah. and you don't it it ceases to have any thrilling components to it when you see every potential variable that they can mm-hmm. throw at you, and they're all kind of like eh, eh. Right, right, right. <laughs> Fun at the beginning, but I think ideally, what what would pull you through something like this is just. Well, you know, I'm hanging out with my friends. We have something to do. We're working together and we're just sort of purpose driven. Sure. But like it didn't take to to choose what is in my mind the easiest example. Like it didn't take much longer than maybe the third go collect two chickens quests before I thought like I'm really not into these quests and they don't seem to be changing. Yeah. Now, there's a caveat to that, which is although I've spent a lot of time with the game this week, like. I, this is Thursday, sure, and I'll bet you I have thirty hours. Yeah, that's not right. Um, I'm still not anywhere near what I understand to be the sort of cap that brings you over into the end game. So there is at least a possibility that they would change these things up, uh, these missions. But it does. I don't see. I, I allow for the possibility, but I don't see any evidence of that right now like basically what happens is i continue to level up in you know in these factions and i get the same mission but like there's more stages right like there's the there's the there's the the flywheel of maps um you know the radial menu yeah right and at the beginning of the game you get like one map permission but it, it struck me as odd for days that like why is why did they make the map menu <laughs> as big as the slots? other uh huh. And I imagine, and I could be wrong, but like my extrapolation here is maybe that by the time we get to level 50 or 75, to complete a quest is a 10 step, yeah. uh, you know, process. Yeah. Without really changing the, the underlying formula. I think that's the fa- a fair assumption. So theoretically, it could take you whatever three hours to complete an entire like legendary tier quest, and you get a bunch of gold. But again, for that gold, what are you getting? Is like a, a new hook, and it glows. It's a glowing hook now. Yeah, and like that, I don't know. That's that's tough for me. It's like an intermediate step in in between chasing loot, right? Yeah my my impression is they do want to expand this game after launch but right now where it's at it does feel very much like no man's sky where no man's sky was at launch which is you know that first three hours is amazing and then you're like oh this is kind of like the same old thing and then a year down the road if you jump back into it you're like whoa i can make bases and i can do all this other stuff yeah but again that was a year down the road and at that point is there even an audience uh, playing Sea of Thieves, I don't know. I it, It's hard to say. I, it does feel very much like this game was designed with the casual folks in mind, and that's great. Like, there should be games like that. But I think games like this can only be sustained if there is a hardcore, hardcore audience behind it, like cheering it on and keeping people engaged. And I just don't know, given what they're offering right now, that 
it, you're going to be able to maintain people beyond a week or two um, of playing this game. So like the 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 people who aren't hardcore, so I guess casual players like the, you're you're thinking they'll just bounce off the game at a certain point. Um, I think both of them will um, even I think it'll take casual players a little longer because of the maybe they'll play less. But once you have done it a few times, like it's hard to imagine that these missions or the general gameplay would grab anyone for months and months and months on end. And even if it did, like what, there's nothing for them to really work towards except for this sort of mysterious end game scenario, which, as I understand it, is just like legendary versions of the missions you've been doing with more rewards. So, and it's, it's not they don't even communicate that in the game, right? right. Like again, the uh, the carrot that they're dangling out in front of everybody is reputation and gold mm-hmm. and loot. Yeah, but there's there's also another incentive which they have de-emphasized which is that end game stuff yeah and the end game stuff again i you know i haven't experienced it i've been told it takes dozens and dozens and dozens of hours so it's the sort of thing that like you know will happen in the future everything that i've heard about it and certainly everything that they've shared with the community it doesn't sound anything like the equivalent of like a destiny raid where it's this amazingly handcrafted thing and even if it were, the you don't have enough control over your character to really make that a meaningful experience. Um, the combat is not that great. Um, like just the like sword and gun combat is like very very basic. So like there aren't enough tools really in your tool belt right now to make complex missions even possible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all they can really lean on are like, here's a horde mission where you just go and you fight a bunch of skeletons and then you get some treasure for it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's frustrating because it, it has this amazingly strong foundation. Like you can see why this game was approved in the first place. Cause it like, yeah. the, it's, it's just a very cool idea and they do nail the basics of that cool idea extremely extremely well and it just doesn't have the staying power i think to maintain that beyond those first few hours yeah that that that's sort of the rub like there are parts of this game that i genuinely adore mm-hmm. right like i think it is fun to sail yeah right? i think it is like there is that core idea of being with your friends ideally and running a two-person ship or a four-person ship or you know whatever, um, that that like the, the, the sort of connective tissue between the islands and in the, the quest like that is just so much fun. Yeah, but it is difficult to see. So th- they have a great base to work with. Yeah, right now, I, you know, I think I'm with you where I could see people sort of bouncing off the game because they it, it in its current state lacks. Uh, a bit of incentive yeah right like when, yeah. when that stuff wears off there's just not it's just not there and if if the missions were more engaging uh and varied and more handcrafted i could definitely like see more an interest uh in playing through it even if it was just cosmetics to work towards but right now they're not so maybe that's something that they're going to be working on in the future i don't know but if you buy this 60 dollar da- game right now you're going to be getting a game that is super super fun and then you are just doing the same thing over and over again. Right. Right. There's there is a 
you know, I have no idea. I have no inside knowledge here, but it, it certainly seems to me that this is a foundation for a lot of other things they could do, which gets back to what I was talking about earlier, which is I enjoy the simplicity. Like, uh, even if the game doesn't really explain it super well at the beginning, once you understand the loop and like there's not 15 different items that uh, restore your health, like there's a banana. Sure. And that's it. And like you don't have there's there's by, by limiting the number of th- items they have and the quests they have and whatever. I think that by nature makes it more accessible to a broader audience audience. It also sets itself up for what we've been talking about for a little while, which is uh, it's hard to sustain. Maybe, you know, if if the core gameplay starts wearing on you, you know, just being on the ocean, having fun with your friends, whatever the the missions aren't going to uh, are going to do a great job after a while of of pulling you farther in. Yeah. Hey, quick question, are you hiring? Are you posting your position to job sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it? ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and then invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Not two days, not ten days, one day. The right candidates are out there, and ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Right now, listeners to Polygon's Quality Control can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free! Just go to ZipRecruiter.com control. That's ZipRecruiter.com control. I said ZipRecruiter.com control. Everybody now, ZipRecruiter. Yeah, okay. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. It is interesting. I don't like to talk about this too much because, but I, I think it's like an interesting like examination of value and like what you get out of a game. And I honestly think like a lot of this stuff would be kind of moot if it was like a more indie yeah. priced like twenty or thirty dollars. Like, you know, I think expectations are very different. But if you're you're spending the money for what's essentially an MMO um at $60 i think you really there needs to be a lot more meat on these bones cuz the competition mm-hmm. is so fierce right now that you're either up against free to play games that offer like pretty much oh you know a very sim like uh, just as an engaging experience not a similar experience but just as an en- engaging experience versus a game like destiny which like you know destiny 2 knocks aside there is a ton of content in destiny 2 and it cost the same amount of money and uh it was clearly made with that you know uh you know a standard in mind and and i just don't think um sea of thieves right now reaches that standard of value for the amount of money that you're asking people to pay all right <laughs> well well forget that game just go throw it in your trash. If you uh, yeah, I, I, Said rush, I don't. Uh, the, what's weird? What's weird is that like I do feel torn in the sense that like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You you feel totally. I feel like this twinge of like, but it does some things really well. But I, but yeah. those things just like you just hit a wall with those things where it just doesn't doesn't do it for you anymore. Yeah. Um, right. Like I, I mean, I think it's it it is a weird sort of how do you parse this uh, with the caveat. That like $60 means different things to different people. Like I can, I feel safe in saying if you buy this game, you're going to have a ton of fun for a while. It's going to be a stinking blast if you and your friends have this game 
and, and you play it for a while. It feels like the sort of game that you would have like as as a replacement for a poker night, you know? Yeah. Because you can just like shoot the shit with your friends and just chat and screw around. If but the second that you like are like, oh, I'm gonna be serious about this game and I'm gonna yeah. like do really well and like be great at it. Like, there's not that. It just isn't. It, it, right. And it's not trying to be that. Like, the, it's not, I don't think at any point it tries to be super serious. Right. No, like, it is right. not going after the Destiny thing that you were talking about, which is like, you know, it has those hooks for coming back and, and for doing ever harder things and having rights. Although I wouldn't be surprised if that was in a roadmap somewhere. Sure. Like, the game at launch is not that. Which is, yeah. Uh, if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But like, that's what I like about it. It's pretty simple, and then you can just go out and work it. The question is, how much working will people want to do before they bounce off? And I would also say, like, you can have a simple game that also has a lot of variety. I mean, you look at all the Lego games are like amazingly diverse in the number of things that you can do in them, um, and they're very simple. And like, kids can play them, and it's totally a reasonable thing. So like. I wouldn't say that simple necessarily equals you're doing the same thing over and over again, but that's sure how it plays out in Sea of Thieves. All right. Well, uh, we can read uh, we, as in the royal we, yes. but also the people who are listening, can read uh, your review on the website polygon.com. It's on the internet. Yeah. Where you uh, talk about this stuff, too. So uh, thanks, Russ, for sure. being on uh, Quality Control. Thank you, Dave. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.